Welcome to the How to Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today we're honored to have Ms. Leslie Haas. How are you? Great, thank you. Thank you for joining me from South Carolina. I mean, this is going to be a really neat podcast, and the reason I say that is that you are someone who was just a, a person who found you and extraordinarily felt better, didn't necessarily have a, overcome some amazing hurdles in your health, but you just now are, are passionate about sharing this with your local community. And what's nice about that is I want to show the power of one person or a small group of people and how they can reach an entire you know, subset of a population and really see some cool things happen. So you know, just to give a little bit of background about you, you're a Food for Life instructor from PCRM, as am I, back in 2015. Yes. Um, and you're the co-founder, vice president, past president of around a 500 member of the Eat Smart Live Longer Club, which I love, and the active adult community of Sun City, Hilton Head, and Bluffton, South Carolina. And you're in the South. So this is even more fun to talk about because people talk about their challenges. I can only, I mean, the culture of the South. And I understand I grew up in, in New Mexico, kind of Southwestern, which is medical school in Texas. I get it. So let's go from there. So Leslie, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you planned the plant-based diet and how this evolution, you know, of the Eat Smart Live Longer Club started. Well, thanks for asking. I'd love to share that information. Um, I was just a standard American diet eater and I wasn't on any medications and I didn't have any serious weight problems and I felt good. But, you know, I have to admit, I've been sort of bamboozled by those special interest groups, you know, eating the incredible edible egg and, um, you know, thinking that seafood was good for my healthy omega-3s and globbing that olive oil on my sautéed vegetables. I thought I was doing the right things. Oh, and dairy for strong bones. Mm. And I had, Richard and I had seen the documentary Forks Over Knives, and we were very, very impressed. But we had some, some long travels ahead of us. Uh, we went to India and Italy, and we were very impressed with the vegetarian-like cuisine of India, but we weren't quite ready to make that next step. We were, we were leaning towards eating healthfully, but I'll tell you what was our tipping point. Of course, if you haven't seen Forks Over Knives, and I'm speaking to your audience, that's, mm -hmm. that's a real big uh, mm -hmm. game changer for a lot of people. It's, it explains the science so well. But one of the featured physicians, as you know, is Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. Mm -hmm. And one evening, I happened across a YouTube video where Dr. Esselstyn was speaking to the city of Medina, Ohio. And it was just like being in the audience. And to hear his lecture was a game changer. As a matter of fact, the following morning, I said, Richard, oh my gosh, you have got to hear this lecture. We sat down, we watched the entire thing, and he was blown away like I was. How can we not do this? So I got on the phone with my sisters, and I said, oh my gosh, I just sent you a link on YouTube. You have got to hear this. And they listened to it, and Karen and George, one of my sisters who lives here, said, oh my goodness, we've got to do this. And so we cleaned out our pantries that weekend. It was around the holiday season of 2012. And we had been looking at homes in South Carolina already, and we planned a trip south. So the three sisters got together, and we picked out five recipes from the Forks Overnight's cookbook. And we went shopping together. We cooked the food together and we ate together. And it was a real great opportunity as novices, as newbies, newbie plant eaters, 
to see how delicious these recipes could be. Mm-hmm. So we we had the benefit of, you know, saying, oh my gosh, come and taste this. You know, wait till you see page, you know, 97, try that recipe. We had that benefit. But Richard and uh, I had, you know, found a home here in Sun City. We made the move. And once we were settled in, we learned quickly that the culture in Sun City is if there's not already a club for your hobby or your passion, you start one. (laughs) And who better than my older sisters who had a lot of experience in Sun City and who were retired at that time to go ahead and, and take the reins and start the club. So full, full credit goes to my oldest sister um, at that time, Karen Heitman, for agreeing to be president. We worked with the community association here at Sun City, and they held several showings of the documentary Forks Over Knives, open to all the residents. And at the very first showing, we had the required number of signatures to start our own chartered club. We had a little contest to, to pick the name, and one of the members helped us tweak it, and so it became Eat Smart, Live Longer, and you know the rest is history. Um, our other sister, Mary Lou, uh, was next to get on board with eating this way full time. At first, she thought, "Well, gosh, I've got osteopre- uh, you know, osteoporosis, or I'm you know leaning that way, osteopenia, and I, I need my dairy." And we said, "No, no, 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 you don't. You don't need the dairy. You know, less dairy will be stronger bones." And of right. course, she gave up dairy, and her calcium numbers went up. So, um, you know, Wes's doctor said, you're doing the right thing. And, you know, those of us that wanted to get off medications, the doctors took us off our medications, uh, lost weight without trying, you know, without going hungry. And, you know, we started with just 60 members that first few months in in May. We're going to be approaching our five-year anniversary, and we've grown to over 500 members. So incredible. So it it takes a village. We have great volunteers. We have a board of directors and that's critical. Um, One of my sisters, Mary Lou Beavers has developed a grocery store tour that's patterned very much after Jeff Novick uh, Mm -hmm. and his method of how to read food labels. Mm -hmm. And she's taken over 600 members over the last four years through this public's grocery store tour. Wow. So, I mean, so this is just, so it's you and two sisters there in Sun yep. City. Right, okay. right. And you created this from scratch five years ago, or just about five years ago. And you've already run 600 people through the grocery store telling them mm-hmm. how to eat well. I mean, there must be some amazing stories of health recovery, weight loss. Can you tell some of your favorite ones or are there most, the ones that there, really stick out in your mind? There are so many. Um, <sighs> first of all, one of our members uh, joined, not when we first started, but maybe the next year. I'm not sure exactly when he started, but he was big man. And he had just bought the book VB6, you know, Vegan Before Six by Mark Bittman. So he was, you know, he was thinking, I really need to do something about this because he had recently lost his wife to a glioblastoma, a type of mm-hmm. brain cancer. Very sad. And he knew he didn't want to be eating frozen dinners for the rest of his life. And he joined our club and he has lost over 150 pounds. He's wow. off all his medications. Um, wow. Another one of my neighbors had been on allergy shots for 29 years, and her doctor took her off the shots. I mean, there are so many situations where you know the uh, congestion goes away, people have more energy, they sleep better. Um, like us, uh, many people rarely catch a cold, and if we do catch a cold, we fight it off. You know, within a day or or so, and 
It just doesn't develop into something far worse like it used to. Um, but getting off medications is a big, big deal. But we find that one of the things that's most important and that our club enables people to do is educate themselves by not only coming to meetings where we show a video or bring in a live speaker, um, you know, from the doctors of Forks Over Knives and that science of whole food, plant-based nutrition, mm-hmm. we're very picky about what we, you know, what we share. But we've also used their dues, which are a whopping $10 a year, that's it, to invest in over 100 titles of books and DVDs. We got that idea from the Holistic Holiday at Sea. Someone on the recovery panel said that in their community, they had a lending library. And with just a a $20 deposit, which is fully refundable when they return the book or the DVD, the member can take a book or a DVD home and read it and share it and educate themselves. So it's, it's been a, you know, a great opportunity to learn from what other groups are doing and, you know, adopt those best practices. Oh, and then that city of Medina, Ohio by Dr. Esselstyn, one of my favorite parts was at the ending where Ann Esselstyn comes on stage and does her Ann Esselstyn thing, you know, right, stripping right. kale and her products table, as we call it. And she shows us better choices of cereals and things to buy at the grocery store because that was the biggest challenge is, okay, if I'm not going to eat this or that, what am I going to eat? Right, right. So that's so It really is the how component too that's hard. You know, I was speaking to, um, I interviewed a Dr. Mark Ferris who I'd interviewed previously, but I interviewed him again for my book that's coming you know, it's, it's more to the how to component of this. Mm-hmm. And, but what was really interesting was he was talking about it's in America, we seem to focus on the what, the what is really simple, but we just repackage various what's the plant-based diet or whatever it is, but we just repackage it to see, but people will need to, we're missing the why, why do we want to do this? Mm-hmm. And then the how, so it should be the why, the what, and then the how. The what's the simplest part. And I guess right. it is the simplest to repackage. But that how component, which is what people are drawn to, if their why is, you know, I want to get better. Why do you want to get better? Because I want to be around for my grandchildren or right. see, you know, walk my daughter down the aisle or whatever exactly. that is. But then that how, the practical everyday, how do I overcome these hurdles? And that's when I was, when I'm in practice with patients, it's exactly the same questions, exactly the same questions. So... So Dr. Esselstyn and Ann Esselstyn, of course, are just amazing, um, who I adore completely. I went to Cleveland and spent a day with him and watched him do his five-hour presentation, and wow. it was just amazing. Um, so when you have your meetings, you know, so maybe there's someone out here listening who's thinking, maybe I want to do this. What do you do exactly? Like you said, you have a lending library. Is it brought with you, or where is it housed, or is this? You know, what are your? How often are your meetings? What? How do you decide what the meetings talk about? Who's running? So, like, what is the logistics of running such an, a big club? Well, before I talk specifically about the logistics, and that's a great question. So, thank you for asking. Yeah. I want to say that whoever the leader is has to be dedicated and hats off to my sister, Karen Heitman, because the very first thing she did, because we have a lot of smart people here in Sun City. Mm-hmm. She said, if I'm going to run a club, I need to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so she signed up and completed the eCornell course in plant-based nutrition from the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. So that gave her credibility. You know, that's a six-week program that I've completed. Jim Smith has completed. 
And it's, it's important for a leader to really understand because he, as you know, there's a lot of confusing information out there. Mm -hmm. So she did that as well as uh, got her certificate in starch-based uh, nutrition from Dr. McDougall. And she has also invested in traveling to many conferences. For example, she was the first to discover the holistic holiday at Sea Vegan Cruise from our community. And when she and George went that first year and came back raving about it, the following year, eight of us went, and mm -hmm. then 18 of us went, and then oh, wow. 28 of us went. So I, might, I have to say that whoever's going to start a club needs to understand the science and really, you know, know what they're talking about. So logistically, we're so lucky to live in Sun City Hilton Head because we're a Del Webb property and the amenities here are fantastic. You know, it can happen in any community. You can choose a church or a recreation center, or if you live in a gated community, you probably have um, different meeting rooms and that's sufficient. But we make a reservation because we are a chartered club and that's one of the benefits. We don't have to pay to rent these facilities because it's part of living here. Uh, we have the room set up with the chairs, we have overhead projectors so that we can attach our laptop or use their computer and we can bring in DVDs or we can, we try not to stream live because you never know what the internet is gonna do. But we have DVDs that we've downloaded from YouTube or purchased at these conferences that we attend. And then the audience members, the club members, it's the next best thing to being there, you know, being mm -hmm. at the conference. And so, the chairs are all set up, you know, that's, that's a huge undertaking that we don't have to worry about. The lending library is purchased with our club treasury, which, you know, come from the $10 dues. And my sister, Mary Lou Beavers is the lending librarian. And she now is up to about three suitcases, rolling suitcases of books, cookbooks, and DVDs, plus tote bags. It's a trunk full and a back seat full. Wow. We bring those to our monthly meetings that are held on the third Thursday of every month. We think it's great to have a common time and place for the meetings to sort of get the membership acclimated to keep those third Thursdays open. For a while, we also had a second meeting held on the second Tuesday, excuse me, second Thursday of every month at 2 p.m. called the How To's. Mm. And we would teach programs about how to eat healthy on a budget or how to cook with an instant pot or how to make the most of your kitchen gadgets or, you know, how to make seitan. It would, it would just be more of an instructional how to, and that was only open to members because we didn't want somebody at that meeting to stand up and say, where do I get my protein? You know, we'll, we'll save those questions for the evening meetings where we're educating people through the, the doctors and the videos and the speakers. Cool. Now, are you still doing the how-to component? We have taken a hiatus from the how-tos because it really does take a lot of time and work. Yeah. When we have a volunteer who agrees, again, to undertake that planning and programming, then we'll start those again. But we, we have uh, a lot of new things planned for next year, so we may get back to that. And also, we've brought in some speakers, and that, that just adds excitement and you know, everybody loves a live speaker and, oh, we're so lucky too here in Sun City. We have an actual theater, like a theater style theater. It's a multi-million dollar facility, um, or, or at least a million and a half. It's very, very nice. And it seats 540 people. And 
our first meeting was with Dr. Campbell and his wife, Karen, Nelson Campbell and Kim Campbell, author of the Plant Pure Nation cookbook, came during their tour of rolling out Plant Pure Nation documentary. So we had one of the three screenings at Magnolia Hall, and we cooked dishes from Kim Campbell's cookbook and gave samples out in the lobby. So that was a very, very big hit. Um, we also invited Dr. Michael Greger during his rollout of How Not to Die, best-selling book. And that was another full house. We had to turn away about 200 people wow. to that event. And then most recently, we've had Chef AJ come from California and give her a wonderful talk. Actually, she did her talk about eating to the left of the red line. Right. And that was very educational. But, you know, our audience members um, are certainly a lot of club members, but it's also still many residents because we're a community of 15,000 residents. And a lot of people haven't gotten the message yet. Maybe they don't want to hear the message or maybe they're married to a spouse that doesn't want to give up their cheese or their meat or their dairy or their seafood. And they don't understand, you know, that if they just try it for a few weeks and they kind of retrain their taste buds or reset their taste buds and maybe lose cravings for the high levels of salt and sugar and, and fat that we, we've gotten used to, mm-hmm. that things taste really, really good. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I like how you said you went from feeling good to great. And that really is kind of was my experience because I had the hypothyroidism. My dosage has actually decreased, by the way, um, in the last five and a half years. I mean, yes, I did this, I started spring of 2012. So we're about mm-hmm. the same timeline. Um, but it was like, I always thought I felt well, but now mm-hmm. I understand what true well, like really right. feel good, you know? Yeah, really. um, and what I really like about this is that, you know, a lot of people think, well, I've been sick for so long. You know, I'm older, I'm in retirement age. Yeah. What's the point? I've been eating this way for 60 years. I can't do this. You know, my oldest patient was 89 who converted um, her diet. And so, but what are those challenges that you see consistently with people who are new to your community or trying this out? what are some of their hurdles and what do you tell them um, for someone who speaks like that? Like, well, what's the point? I'm already here. I'm not going to get better. You know, that type of thing. Well, I I almost love it when people say, Oh, I'm kind of so old, you know, what's the point? I say, Oh my gosh, here's the point. Mm -hmm. You know, one of our members didn't join. Well, he joined early on when we, when we created the group, Uh, but he was on seven pills a day. And he, you know, he felt okay, but he was on seven pills a day. I mean, how good can you feel? He got those numbers down to just two pills a day. And he was like a new man. You know, he lost weight and, you know, it just made a difference in the quality of life. So many residents that have joined our club have recognized a huge difference in the quality of life. And that's why we're here. We've moved, you know, we've worked our whole careers, you know, our whole lives. And so many people have left the Northeast or the colder regions and they finally found paradise. They've come to Sun City and, you know, hear all these things to do with clubs and groups. We have over a hundred groups and clubs. There's tennis courts, pickleball, golf courses, you know, here we are in paradise. And what we're finding is that when people move in, they start socializing and going out to dinner and they start gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, the culture is a lot of socializing, but people are getting those beer bellies or those, you know, they're just eating too much, too, too many hot dogs. <laughs> and so, you know, when they do try this out and they see the difference, oh, here's a, here's a quickie. When we had first started the club, Karen said that her phone rang one day and this little voice on the other end said, hello, is this Karen Heitman? I heard about this veggie club that you started. Well, my doctor told me to start eating vegetables 50 years ago. And Karen said, is this Hazelberger? <laughs> she was our 102-year-old Sun City resident. And oh. she's, she's been eating vegetables for, you know, half of her life, over <laughs> half of her life. And, you know, she's, she was famous. Now she's since passed away, I think at the age 105, but she was, she was on the dance floor. She was on the treadmill. She was on the tennis court. And what better example of somebody who didn't start eating this way until she was 50. Wow. And what a great quality of life she had. And we, we jokingly, you know, said she was a cougar because her boyfriend was only in his (laughs) nineties. (laughs) So I think that's the picture that we need to start depicting of life, you know, because we're so focused and so wrapped around in American culture of youth. And once you get past, you know, 30, it's all over. Um, But there's so much more to life. I mean, the wisdom that you garner, the freedom that you get as you age and just knowing and feeling confident in your choices and your life choices. I mean, or, I mean, that's, and relationships are stable and there's just so much to that. But instead of thinking, Oh, I'm just going to be, you know, tired and taking all these medications and have no life. No, it's, it is like that. It's a 102 year old, you know, dancing on the, you know, the dance floor with her, you know, younger boyfriend of the nights. That's too funny. But that's the way, you know, like the blue zones, that is right. That's the intriguing component of growing old but fully with that quality of life along with quantity, you know, you know, someone mentioned, um, I interviewed a young man, Sam Grantham, and he's in Denver and he and his cousin have opened up a gym with a kitchen that happens to be a plant-based kitchen. Um, but they don't want to call themselves a plant-based gym because they want to attract everyone and just show them the value of a plant-based diet. But he said that too. He goes, what we're doing in America, we're just dying longer. You know, I don't right. want to die a long death, but that's right, right. You're born, you live a long and healthy full life because it's not normal to be sick. That's the other thing. We're so accustomed to being sick. That's the right. normal right. state of affairs. It's like that is not normal. Do you see animals in the in nature walking to their you know their local grocery store pharmacy to pick up their pills? <laughs> right, like, right, no. right live long and die very quickly at the end. And so that is just so intriguing. And I love the fact that you are like a shining spot deep in the South too. I mean, so has there been any response from local restaurants or eateries to what you guys are doing? I mean, cause I mean, 500 out of 15,000 people, that's still a significant um, percentage. Have it you is. seen, you know, different dishes or anything changing there? Has anyone tried to lure you guys in? 
We have, we have. Oh. A few restaurants have developed uh, a vegan menu, but you know, of course, you know, and I know that I know. vegan doesn't necessarily equal healthy. Right. Um, they might be a little heavy on the oil and the salt, but they are making steps and making strides. I'm very happy to report that the number one rated, voted uh, restaurant on Hilton Head, nearby Hilton Head Island, is plant pure. I mean, excuse me, uh, pure natural market, and they happen to be plant. Perfect. Um, You know, they, it's not that they won in the category of vegan or happened to win in the category of plant-based. They won in the whole category of delicious places to eat lunch. Wow. And so that's impressive. Um, We have had area grocery stores add many new components and and ingredients that we've taken uh, and asked for them to carry. So there's been great response from our nearby Food Lion and Publix. And of course, we have a Whole Foods that's about 30 minutes away. Mm. Wish we had a Trader Joe's. I um, love Trader Joe's and Aldi's. I do too. I do too. Oh, and Aldi's. If only we had an Aldi's. Oh my goodness. And Kroger's carries a lot of organic produce. Mm-hmm. I like so, Kroger's. Yeah. And, you know, we, we tell people it's not expensive to eat this way. It's not complicated to eat this way. You know, you mm-hmm. can basically get most of what you need in the produce department or at your area farmer's market. Um, right. You know, we've got a great farmer's market not far away. And, you know, it's just, it's fun. And it's easy. It's a little daunting at first as you're getting started. And I like to kind of compare it to learning a language. If you're, if you're not bilingual and you take on a new language, you might learn a few words and maybe string together a phrase or two, and then you can speak in a sentence or two. But before you know it, you're fluent. And that's a lot how that's a lot of a similar, similar way that it was for me in developing my knowledge about cooking plant-based dishes. I can just whip together anything now without even thinking about it, but I still have a huge library of cookbooks that give me inspiration. And, you know, my sister said, Oh my gosh, turn to page 83 of this cookbook. You won't believe. And, you know, that's how we learn is just sharing. And, Oh, our neighbor also, uh, is plant-based now. She rarely gets colds and her congestion has improved drastically. And she's always cooking up dishes and say, Leslie, get over here and taste this. So it's, wow. it's great to have, you know, people in a community supporting one another. Yeah. And, you know, I was also speaking to, um, Dr. Well, not Dr. Sorry, Tom Franzek. He's a, a licensed psychotherapist who I met at plant stuff. And He's saying that's the one element that he's seeing when he talks to people about improving lifestyle is this community because they feel isolated. So, you know, they're going home maybe to a spouse that's not very supportive and someone who's like, well, I'm going to, you telling me I can't have my meat. I'm going to eat my meat, you know? And so they're trying to get healthy, but there's now Mm -hmm. there's this class of culture and actual, you know, being able to do this and they feel lonely. It's easy to go back to just the way things were. So right. when you have members who maybe, I don't know, come in and one spouse is like, I don't want to do this. And the other, how do you guys encourage that? I mean, what do you, what do you do to help support that individual? Well, we created something we call veg groups early on and individuals were able to link up and have a group of anywhere between eight and 12 individuals. They might be couples in some cases, but they would meet once a month or twice a month and either cook together or lunch together or dine for dinner together. And that was one great way to support each other. Um, Funny thing is that the first time we had the idea of getting individual people who maybe had a spouse that wasn't on board or people who were living alone is that Karen wanted them to meet in the back of the room 
after the meeting. And of course, everybody snickered and laughed because it looked like she was trying to, you know, hook people up together. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was meant to just match up single cookers. And it, it really hasn't taken off. But one thing we talked about at a recent committee meeting is developing a mentor, you know, a, a food mm. buddy, just food mm. buddies. So we think we're going to tackle that uh, in the future. Okay. And, but the, the veg groups were one way that we addressed that. And I think like, it's like a small group in a church. So I think you do, you take your congregation and make it in smaller groups. And that is where the actual growth and the connection and the support actually really happens. I mean, it's like, it's like, if you go to church on Sunday, you hear the message, it's easy to sneak out, you know, especially with 500 people, but it's those small groups that people are like, you know, maybe someone has fallen off the wagon or they traveled and, you know, need some help getting back on to the diet and getting, I mean, it really is, that's a very intelligent and smart way to do it for sure. You know, you just reminded me of something, something that I find unique at our meetings. You know, we have a lot of clubs and a lot of groups that that I go to on a fairly regular basis. But at our meetings, people come early and they stay late. They Mm. stand around and they mingle and they talk to new people and they talk to their old friends and they, they talk to people who have tried new recipes. And, oh, before every meeting, we have a slideshow. And it's a, it's a slideshow of maybe 70 or 80 different pictures of food that I've taken, uh, you know, my breakfast, my lunch, my, my shish kebabs or my veggie or fruit kebabs. And it's just examples of healthy things to eat, but it's also interspersed with lots of cartoons and memes about, you know, making the right choices. And I uploaded that to our club's YouTube channel. So it's pretty easy to find if you just can, you know, eat smart, live longer. It's called pre-meeting slideshow. Okay. I'll definitely put the link for your uh, YouTube channel. Absolutely. But people, people hang around, you know, because it's interesting and it's fun. They don't want to go. We almost have to shoo them out, which we never do, but it's, it's, it's good. Oh, and also before the meetings, not only do they have an opportunity to look at the lending library, but we have a products table, which I may have mentioned, similar to Ann Esselstyn's product table. And of course, we have a membership table. And we also have a kickstart support group. That's another way that we help people who might be married uh, to a spouse that's not on board. And it's patterned after the 21-day kickstart by Dr. Neil Bernard and the Physicians Committee of, Res- by, of Responsible Medicine folks mm-hmm. in Washington. And we meet um, quarter, well, it's, it's a series of meetings for 21 days and it's, you know, limited up to 25 participants, but they talk to some of the members in our club that lead the meeting who know the science. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie Dixon has been very, very instrumental in developing that program. And she has volunteers from our club that work with her and have worked with her to help guide the people as to how to get started. Wow, that's incredible. You guys should almost have like they do in Marshall, Texas. I mean, you should probably just have your own annual event. We should. We should. I think that'd be fantastic. I mean, because it really, I love how you guys started it. You're very thoughtful about the next steps and you're looking at the needs of your um, group and your members and it's like a family and you're, you're reaching out and supporting. And, you know, you're saying they come early, stay late. But there's more to it than just the food, right? I think it's the community mm-hmm. and it's it's the common goal of feeling better, of seeing true health in that community and the relationships. And that's the one thing that people, I think, don't understand mm-hmm. is in this community, which has been so fun and instrumental for me to enjoy it even more, is when you see people get better and the ripple effects of their relationships and their families and the dynamics of just their everyday life and existence. It's so much more than just the food. 
Right. The food is the start, but it's so much more. It's like, it's, it's, it's nutrition for the soul. You know? It is. And it's like the blue zones. It's not just the food. It's, it's the big picture. And I'm very happy too, that the, the community and the leadership in our community has been very open to my desire to spread the word and to help the community reach out to the rest of the residents. You know, sometimes uh, there might be peer pressure or people might not want to come to that club you know, maybe they, it, so I was asked to present to the board of directors, um, my views of healthy initiatives for the, for the whole community. I'd love to develop a line of grab and go foods that we could have, you know, maybe prepared by outdoor outside commercial kitchens that could be healthy snacks like salads and sandwiches and soups and entrees that people could pick up and they could be delivered. We've got so many volunteers here that mm-hmm. could help with that. And I see it as a real need because not everyone likes to cook. Not everyone mm-hmm. knows how to cook. Um, but there, there's there's a a good uh, possibility that they might take me up on some of the initiatives that I want to do, uh, nice. including the grab and go. But also, I'd like to spread the food for life classes and perhaps even the chip program to the broader audience. I'd love to do an employee wellness program Mm -hmm. and they're open to that. It hasn't happened yet, but they're open to that. And I think if we could have, you know, a wellness Wednesday and begin to show some of these documentaries that you and I know about in the big Magnolia hall, that's Mm -hmm. open to everybody, then, you know, just, just baby steps, baby steps. Right. I love the, I love that fact. Cause when I was in rifle, the hospital where I worked at, it's a critical access hospital in Western Colorado, small town, like 12,000 people. And they had a food delivery program for elderly or homebound and, you know, individuals that was, you know, really important because that's a social component for mm-hmm. those who can't leave their home or what, for whatever reason. But if you can feed them nutritious food right, and maybe help them heal to where they could come out, imagine right. what you're now doing to a life. You're not just sustaining it nutritionally, but in many other fashions. That's incredible. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm curious about, um, so the 15,000 people who live there are not necessarily all retired. You said an employee no. wellness. Okay. They're- there are a lot of people that are still working in our community and, okay. and outside outside of the gates, and but many are retired. And uh, the minimum age here for owning a home is fifty five, but okay. some adults have their children. I mean, you, you have to be at least nineteen to be living in the home, so you can have adult children living here, and we do. And um, there are new people moving in all the time. We still have about 2000 lots, I believe in the new construction area to go. And right now I think we're, I want to say about 8,500 rooftops. Mm. So, you know, we'll probably be built out in the next two and a half years or so. I'm not wow. sure, but we're still growing, but it's like a small town. I, we, in, if you were to stretch out all the paved roads we have, it's over 80 miles of, oh, wow paved roads. And so you're on the island of Hilton Head. We're near the island of Hilton Head. Okay. We're in the same county. We're in Beaufort County, South Carolina, near the town of Bluffton, but we're just far enough from the island that we can go to the beach whenever we want to, but we don't have the tourist traffic and we don't have the tourist real estate prices or the, you know, the, the, the uh, luxury lot, beachfront island real estate expenses. It's a fantastic cost of living here. 
Wow, cool. Because I was to Hilton Head last year for Dr. Furman's immersion, and that was right. it's a beautiful place. Beautiful it is. place. So that is amazing. So is there any advice that you would give to anybody else who's thinking of doing this or any questions that you have commonly asked that you feel like would be you know, a good way to share your message with my listeners before we finish? Well, know your stuff, you know, know your information and get a good group of volunteers around you. You know, develop either an advisory board or a board of directors and uh, keep, keep the science pure, you know, keep it, keep it clean. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a lot, there's a lot of misinformation and and people often send us links or information about their company that sells uh, powders and, and pills and supplements. And, you know, that's not where we're at. You know, of course we know about B12 as a supplement and D if needed, but you know, nature gave us 32 of the best uh, blenders in our mouths. And so we push eating whole fruits and not drinking them as smoothies. And although that's okay once in a while, just, you know, be able to, to give people good advice Mm-hmm. and but but not make it daunting you know help people like food for life does transition from the standard american diet mm-hmm. towards a vegan or a plant based diet you know with cooking classes and with support groups and with meetings that educate and um we we haven't prepared it yet but we're thinking about preparing a, a you know a little uh guidebook if you will or mm. you know something that we can share with others who want to do the same thing we learned a lot of what we learned by attending the you know holistic holiday at sea and, and meeting and talking to other people who had smaller groups in their community and you know you mentioned being on the island and conferences i'm excited that uh, benji kurtz who did the original food equals medicine conference in atlanta and then uh, changed the name to remedy food uh, in atlanta and toronto mm-hmm. he's bringing all the big names to Hilton Head oh, this wow. November. Nice. And so we're at the Sinesta Resort. We're going to have Gregor and Esselstyn and Campbell. I think Esselstyn's going to be there. Uh, Chef AJ will be back. It's just, it's a fantastic uh, slate of presenters right Wonderful. in our backyard. And I agree that we, we could do this, but you know, it's a big operation. It's oh, yeah. a big operation. Absolutely. And if we, if we in Sun City charge people to attend an event at Magnolia Hall, then we have to rent the hall. So mm. most of what we do is free to the general, uh, free to the residents, the open resident, you know, all the residents in the community. And, you know, residents can call in gate passes for their local friends to come in and, and visit too. Cool. That is incredible. Well, yeah. if, you know, I think what was really helpful about your interview is that it's just so amazing to see someone, like I said, take the initiative and really see changes. I mean, imagine all those people who, if you guys wouldn't have taken the time to say, call your sisters and say, you have to watch this and then start this and, you know, living in an environment where starting a club is the way to go. I mean, it's just, it was really neat to see those, you know, coincidences as you want to call them. I don't believe in coincidence, but just really evolve into something so amazing, incredible and powerful. I mean, giving someone people their health back is, is an amazing and this, I think the truest gift you can give someone. It it's really a la- is. Thank you. It's a labor of love. Um, you know, it yeah. does take a village. And yeah. we couldn't have done this without Karen and without Mary Lou and with uh, Ellie. Uh, you know, a lot of our residents have really taken the time out of their 
day to help change lives too. So, wow. Well, I think it's it's a really amazing need, and I think I hopefully had some answers because I think, like I said, the community part is really big, and it's so so important for sustainability of the eating this way and just the lifestyle. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with us. And uh, I'd like to acknowledge people and say thank you for those who you don't even know who you're going to help. Because honestly, someone may, you might be the Dr. Esselstyn. Some, I saw this, listen to this podcast and you guys also, we could do that here. You know, you never know who you're going to be helping. And I really thank you for sharing your information. And anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. So thank you. You're welcome. 